is something called renewal and, and nighttime and morning. The a person goes to sleep and he starts new, right? It could have been that Hashem created the world. I don't know how it works with animals. I think they sleep m- much more than us in general. But um, the blessing of, of, a, of life is that we have a nighttime, chadashim labkarim rabbah and then you have a morning. So that no matter what you did at night, no matter what happened at night, you have a chance and you have an opportunity to renew yourself. And of course, of course, you have that every Shabbos is renewal. You can have a terrible week, come Shabbos, and you have a new freshness for the week. And of course, there's something called Rosh Chodesh. We know that you have an Erev Rosh Chodesh. You have a time where you, where you do tshuva, right? Yom Kippur Katan is called. Is that Rosh Chodesh is also a time where a person renews himself. A Yom Tiv gives you renewal. So Hashem gives us many opportunities. I mean, the tzaddikim say that a person could go ahead and renew himself, like we spoke a few days ago, every minute, every... Right? That's a little bit intense. I don't know if we're holding by that madrega to renew yourself. But in the middle of the day, a person can go ahead and, and, and renew himself. It's a little bit harder. But to start off and say, you know what? Okay, so I had a terrible yesterday. So it's okay. I had a terrible week ago. I had a terrible, as we've said many times, that Avera is Malashan Avar. Avera is Malashan Avar, which means you're, you're, you're in your past. The things that hold back a person usually is his past, his past, because we create and we live today based on yesterday. Oh, why do I do this today? Because I did it yesterday. That's who I am. And a lot of times we don't have the ability to be machadesh and to renew ourselves. As I said many times, imagine waking up and looking in the mirror and you could look like Tom Cruise. You could look like the most, uh, I don't know, at least in our day, he was the good-looking actor. Whoever you're going you're gonna to choose to look like. Say, I wish I looked like him. But if you, thank you very much. But if you looked like that, if you woke up in the morning and you looked like that, then you would go ahead and you would be, you'd, you'd, you'd be scared. Why? Because we don't like to change. As much as we want to change, it's difficult to change. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll just start and then we'll learn... The Hilchus Lashon Hara to start is that, like we said yesterday, I just want to clarify if anyone has any questions, I'm actually going to make a bracha because I'm thinking about the coffee. Amen. That we left off yesterday with a, with a quote, and I already got comments from a lot of people about it that they liked it, that uh, being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. And I just want to explain what that means. To be uncomfortable being uncomfortable, which means it's okay to know that I'm going to be uncomfortable. Don't try, you know, the quote, this quote was from a few years back and I changed it. Right? We used to talk about being comfortable being uncomfortable. Being... Also, it's okay to not feel okay to be okay. Well, right, exactly, correct. That what? I can't exactly. It's okay, to not... it's okay, right, correct. And you keep on saying it's okay, correct. That's good. Shimmy's. Uh, it's... You're holding shimmy. So let's explain to the oilam what that means. What it means is, most people say, oh, I want to, be com- I, I want to learn to be comfortable how to be uncomfortable. That's a very high level. Who, who in their right mind would want to be uncomfortable? Okay, you might get to a madriga, the tzaddikim, they were happy, you know, 
pushing their limits and, oh, I know I'm doing what's right, right? You know, it's like going to the gym. When you go to the gym, all the workout chevra, right? Nothing has a work. When you're, when you're pushing yourself to the limits, so when, it, when you get to number 10 or number 100, whatever you get to, right? And that's when you start sweating and that's when you push, right? I remember when I was younger and I, my first time working out and I remember the person who was, you know, so I'm going, this is great, this is great. And then as I'm done, when I'm done, he's like, okay, let's, let's go now. Now it's time to go. And I'm like, whoa, no, this is not when I want to go. I was doing fine before, but what's the shot? That's the shot. The shot is when you start pushing yourself and we don't like that. The natural response to being uncomfortable, right? It's like hot. It's like telling someone, go ahead, right? I have a hot coffee and I should chuck, the, you know, do it like a shot of whiskey, right? I'd be afraid to do that. Take your hand and put it into hot water. Why would I want to do that? It's going to hurt me. So our natural instinct is not to do things that are uncomfortable, especially when I can, you know, I'm sure Amir Tashem will get there, right? Where I'll be able to put on my cup the exact degrees that I want my coffee to be, and it'll exactly be the exact degree so I could drink it. I'm not going to wait a chutzpah that I have to wait to sip my coffee. They'll get to it where they'll design a cup, another good business for somebody. Right? They'll design a cup that will, that you'll be able to, you know, say the degree of the coffee so it's perfect. Because I don't want to wait to get an uncomfortable. Right? The world that we live in is pushing us and, 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 um, um, making sure that we're comfortable, which is beautiful. But if you want to grow in life, it's impossible to continue to be comfortable. You're going to have to be uncomfortable. And the more a person makes himself now, you don't have to be a, a, uh, you know, a masochist. And you don't have to be a crazy person and say, oh, I'm going to make myself uncomfortable all the time. That would be unhealthy. But you slowly learn to push your limits, right? A guy who goes to the gym who starts picking up Weights that are way above his, his ability will hurt himself. He could damage himself. So you could damage yourself emotionally, right? A lot of guys, most of the time, I'm sure you have this as well. Most people, when they come to sit and they do a schedule, I hear this from guys, right? The guy's been, been waking up, you know, you know uh, to 12 o'clock, or he hasn't been having a, a schedule till now, and he sits down and he's like, Rabbi, I want to make a new schedule. So, okay, great, let's make a new schedule. Okay, let's start. I'm waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm jogging for 7 hours. I'm going to do that every day consistently. He writes a schedule. That, uh, right? It's not gonna, it'll work for maybe half a day. Maybe half a day it'll work. Why? What's the job? Because you're, wor- you're, getting uncom- you're getting too uncomfortable, too fast, too much. But a person says, most of the times when I'll make a schedule with someone, I'll say, start with 9 o'clock. Get up before 10 o'clock. Get up before 10 o'clock consistently. Just make sure you, you come to Mitzvah Tushar. Make sure you have uh, a little bit. Start with a little bit. And what, what, what happens when you do a little bit? That little bit turns into a lot. But if you're, you make yourself a little uncomfortable, you make yourself a little uncomfortable and you get used to making yourself uncomfortable. And you try things like that. Right? Someone told me, a very hush of a person told me that he started, he started, he used to bite his nails a lot. And he started by stopping to bite his nails, or one hand, he didn't bite his nails. He says that it affected him, it affected him, it affected him in so many other areas because he said, okay, I'm gonna say no to myself, as we said yesterday, right? When you work and, you may, and you're hard on yourself a little bit, and you push yourself a little bit, 
life gets easier for you. If you're easy on yourself, that's when life can be difficult. Okay, with that in mind, let's start with Hilchus Lachanar, because one of the things that is one of the most challenging things, right, Reb Zev, we started after Pesach, I think, five years ago, whenever it was, six years ago. How many years ago? So what is that, five years ago? Six years ago. So Shkoyach Reb Zev, everyone, Reb Zev gets the credit. And we're back to purity of speech. I decided that I want to go back to the basics. Baruch Hashem, thank you, Shua, for helping us. Uh, last, uh, the, the last man, we were, we were doing the learn, Hilchus Lashon Hara, in three minutes a day, which seems like a great, a great, by who, Rabbi Brody, who's that? Rabbi Daniel Broad, it's a great, great book. I personally um, like the um, purity of speech. Um, I just, I don't know, we've been doing this for six years now. Baruch Hashem, Kane Yerbu, uh, many people, it's one of the greatest nachas, and, and excitement when people send me pictures after they're married um, and they're sitting at their uh, dinner table and they say, look what we have at our dining room table, right? And they have, show me the purity of speech. I'm like, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's what you want. That's what you want your house, Mir Hashem, to be filled with is halachas, hilchas I try and do every meal I eat. Blin Eder, I try. Every meal I eat, no matter where I eat, I try to do a hilchas lashanara. You got to stay in the game, as the Chavetz Chaim says. You go ahead and you learn the halachas, that will go ahead and it will help your Yetzirah for not speaking Lashon Hara. Now, just to start, you know, I'll start. I'll start with the introduction in day one. So, we'll start with day one in purity of speech, says the Chavetz Chaim. And the Chavetz Chaim says very clear, and this is something that is hard. He says it has the power to ruin a business, to break a shidduch. To tear a family apart, to destroy shalom bias. Which we- weapon has this power? Words. Words are very, very powerful. When used improperly, words have the power to cause irreversible damage. People can remember. I remember certain things when someone, especially if your if your love language is words of affirmation. I mean, everyone's love language is words of affirmation, but for sure, if it's your top love language is words of affirmation. Your father said something to you. Your mother said something to you. Your brother said something to you. Not just once, twice, three times. It could destroy you. If they said something about another person, it's ringing in your head. I, I know from today, I have somebody who told some, something about a family member. A, a friend of mine told me something about a family member of mine 20 years ago, maybe even more. And I still, it's still ringing in my head. Not ringing, but it still comes up. Pure Lashonara, pure Lashonara. And then there's a, another side to the coin. It has the power to heal a broken heart. Has the power to brighten a lonely life. Has the power, power to inspire a stray soul, etc. When used properly, words can cause imaginable joy. That's why hachayim v'amaves biyad alashon. And it goes by your thinking as well. Your thinking are the words that you tell yourself. That's why affirmations are so powerful. That's why, because the way we think about other people is the way we think about ourselves. That's a fact. The way you think about other people, the communication you have with other people is the same communication you have within your own head. So if you look at a guy and you say, oh, that guy's a ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, then I guarantee you say that about yourself. When you do something similar, you'll say, oh, you're a ba 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 That's why it comes down to, when you're married and you have children, you will, you will rip 
you will rip and destroy your wife and your children with the same way that you whip and rip and destroy yourself because they're just an extension to you. You're going to treat them like you treat yourself. That's what you're going to do. And if you're mean to yourself and you have very negative self-dialogue within yourself, <coughs> guaranteed you're going to do that to your wife and your children. So I would start learning how to have a nicer way of talking to yourself. Says, says the Chavetz Chaim, Lashon Hara is derogatory speech about a fellow Jew where that can harm another Jew. You cannot talk Lashon Hara. This is a big uh, mistake that people say. If it, even if it's true, even if it's true. That is Lashon Hara. It's true. It is true. Let's say it is true. The guy is a uh, uh, self-centered person. It is true. Okay, you want to learn how to judge him favorably? Okay, there's that, there are ways to judge him favorably. But let's say it is true. You cannot tell anyone that. And if it's not true, it's called Motsi Shemra. You're also becoming a liar. And, Aver, and the Aver of Lashon applies even if you were talking to one person. But the more listeners there are, the worse it is. So if you're sitting in a room or you're at the dining room table and you say to three people, four people, you say something negative, it is even worse than if you tell one person. Why? Two reasons. Because you're causing more people to listen to, to Lashon Hara. Number two, because the person you're talking about will feel more degraded the more people you tell. If I tell four people, oh, Yankel's a, you know, an egomaniac, and I tell it to four people, so I just shamed him even more than if I told one person. Now this is very interesting. Let's say you're sitting with a group of five people, six people, and you say, ah, Yankel's a egomaniac, blah, 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 blah. And then another person in the group says, yes, that's true, yes, that's true, yes, he is. That's even worse, why? So says the Chavetz Chaim, because the two people relay Lashon Hara, it's even greater, because the more that people repeat that Lashon Hara, the more it becomes a fact. The more people agree, right? The people say, oh yeah, sure, that's true. He's a very, he, that guy, he talks a lot. And then someone says, yeah, that guy talks a lot. Oh yeah, that guy's a, uh, oh really, oh really, okay. Why? Because if I say it, maybe okay, maybe I have some beef with the guy. Maybe it's me and him. But the more people say it, the more it must be true. What? The newspaper said it. This one said it. This one said it. That's the danger of media. That's the danger of, of you know, what do they say? If you repeat something, if you repeat a lie uh, uh, enough times, it becomes the truth. You keep on hearing the lie. You keep on hearing the lie. It becomes the truth. That's the way our brains. Our brains are very, very uh, impressionable. Okay, question, comments? And then we'll move on to Masil Shisharim. Question, comments, please. Yes, Yosef. If you give an excuse for a bad trade, is that, is that considered judging favorably? Like, oh, he's self-centered. But you probably, probably like that because... Great. Da, da, da. Great. So Yosef's asking a great, a great question. Um, we're we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about it in the next few days. Um, ha, what is considered judging favorably? When you see someone being Machal Shabbos, he's driving a car on Shabbos, what are you going to say? He's not driving a car. He's driving a car. So there are different things that you could say. One of those things might be something like that. He doesn't know. He grew up in a, in a, in a you know, terrible home uh, where his father 
did this and this to him or his mother, and therefore he's ah, and he's working on himself. I don't, I can't judge. That's 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 definitely, you know, a, 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 a way to go. Correct. Yes. Ape Tlus, right, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 uh, people use that uh, to their advantage to say Lashon Hara. The, the simple meaning is, if I say something in front of three people that can be interpreted either good or bad, we assume it's good because I know it's going to get back to the person. But 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 uh, people think just because something's written in the in the newspaper, something's written in the in the you know uh, uh, from uh, magazine or something or the or Yeshiva World News that, that it's okay. It's, that's not true. That's not true. What? So if they're Jew, if it's a Jew, if the person's Jewish, could be a, unless you are a politician. If you're a politician, that might be different. But otherwise. Otherwise, probably it would be Lashon Hara, or at least, or if you're a rabbi of a community and you have to talk about how people to vote, especially in Israel, in Israel where it becomes a, uh, they're all Jews, everybody in the government is Jewish, or except for the Arab parties, but everyone's Jewish, so then there it might be different if you're running a community and you have to tell them certain things, but for us, no reason to talk about anybody. No reason to talk about it. You say, oh, he's a rush. He's this. What, what do you gain by that? There's nothing. You don't gain anything by, by talking about anybody in the government or politics or anything. There's no gain at all. There's not, it's, a, it's a waste of, of your words. Yes, Rib Zev. Rabbi again, I what he said, but after the people. Right, so that's already getting into a secret. If someone, if I tell, if I tell everybody, please don't say something. That's already a different halacha. You're not allowed to. Tell. If you tell someone a secret, say, please don't tell anybody that I, uh, you know, bought this suit at this and this store and I paid this amount of money. Please don't tell anyone. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to tell. You're not allowed to tell anyone. You're not allowed to tell anyone. We assume if I say something publicly. That people are going to talk, say something publicly. I'm saying, unless you specifically ask people not to, then, then they're, they're, you're not supposed to. Okay. Hashem will help us all. We should all be zocha, each and every one of us. You know, the most important thing, I think, comes down to us. Which means what? Is that you got to ask yourself, how can I change my thinking? How can I change my negativity? If I'm a negative person, and naturally we're all negative. Naturally, we're negative, especially if your mother's negative, especially if your father's negative, especially if the people around you are negative. People like to sit around and talk about this one and talk about that one, and this stinks, and that stinks, and this is a problem, and that's a problem. And when a person is like that, and a person grows up like that, and it's in your DNA, and that's part of who you are, it's very, very difficult for you to change. And it's something that slowly a person, if he slowly, slowly starts working on your inner talk. And I think that that's the most important. When you learn to understand, you know, I've, I've said this many times, that the altar from Kelm would know every thought that he had. He had full control of every thought. Now, that's a very high level. We're not going to, I don't know if we'll ever get to that. But they say, what, there are 80,000, 60,000 thoughts. Somebody could look it up. 60,000, 70,000 thoughts a day 
that a person has, I think 80%, and please forgive me if I'm misquoting this, someone could look it up, who's a Judah? You guys want to look this up once you're, uh, doing, yeah, you want to look it up? Right, there are 80, how many thoughts a day? I think 60 to 70,000 thoughts a person has, the same, rec- and, and, and there's percentages. 60,000 to 70,000 thoughts a person has a day. Thank you. 70,000 thoughts a person has a day, and then put in there, Judah, negative and repetitive. I think 80% or 90% are repetitive, and 80 or 90% of them are negative. That's ridiculous. You know, you know how crazy it is? So you have 60,000 thoughts a day. 60,000 thoughts a day. A, a very high percentage are negative. 95%. 95%. Write that one down. Sure, we got to write that one down. Yeah, or what? And 80% are negative. Per, listen to that. 95, right? And that's a fact, because he Googled it. Googled it. That was, a, that was a joke. You know what I'm saying? Okay, they, they have their statistics from somewhere. 95, you hear that, guys? You have 60,000 thoughts a day, and 95% of so thank you, Judah. And 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts. You know what that means? That means yesterday, you had 95% of those thoughts are also the same thoughts. And 80% of them are negative. I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to live my life in that. Now, if I have 95% of the same thoughts and 80% of those thoughts are positive, maybe I'll take that. That I'll take. But you're going to tell me that I'm a statistic of a person... You're going to tell me that I'm a statistic of a 95% of a person that all of my thoughts are going to be the same, same thoughts, 80% negative, right? I say this many times. When people say, oh, my life stinks. You can always put in, I wouldn't say it to the person, but I say it when someone says, oh, my life stinks. That's the interpretation of my thinking stinks. When you're in a bad mood, oh, I'm having a bad day. My thinking is a bad thinking. My thinking. And when you're looking around and it starts with lush and horror, whatever it might be, whatever it might be, that's where it begins. Question, comments, and then we'll wrap up for today. Question or comments, please. Menachem. I've been leaving you alone. Yeah, go. You're great. Thank you, Menachem. Thank you. Yeah, go. Yeah. Yes, Aviel. Yosef Das, what does it say? The more Das you have, the more pain you have. Yosef Das, Yosef Mazel. The more thoughts, right? especially the overthinkers. Yes, Yaakov. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say I think when you start your morning off with uh, positive affirmations, that's the way of your thinking for the day. That's why?
be okay with not being okay. Yeah. Exactly. And even like Shimmy was saying, and even if you're not okay with not being okay, that's also okay. Yes, exactly. Correct. It's not, even if I'm not okay with it, I'm, that's okay. And even if I'm not okay with it, not okay, that's also okay. Hashem should help us all. We should be Zoha as it might be in the, it might be the middle of the week, but it's all your thinking. It's all your thinking. Right? If this was your first day at a new job, uh, making a million dollars, your first day, you'd be all fresh, excited. If it was your wedding day, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm getting married today. It would, it would have a different perspective. So it might not be, it might not be actually that it's just, right, today, today, it might be our thinking that's really the challenge. And when we try and change that, I wouldn't say change your thinking. That's a very hard, go change your thinking. Yeah, okay, shkoyach. You know, 90% of my 95% are repetitive thoughts and 80% are, are, are negative. Let's try and get to 80, 79% are, are negative. Let's try and get 94% are repetitive. And if you take one little percent a day, a little bit, a little bit, I'm going to have one extra beautiful thought today. I'm going to try and not have just a repetitive thought and think about my thinking a little bit. We'll be zocha to have an incredible first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.